0: Bismillah, Day 7 of the 99 Names of Allah Ramadan series. So, Rabbi li amri, Asma al-husna, the most beautiful names of Allah. So why are we learning about the names of Allah? Because Allah states in the Quran, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ فَادْعُوهُ بِهَا And to Allah belongs the best names, so invoke Him by them. This is in Surah al verse 180. And there's also the hadith that mentions that the Prophet وسلم, said that Allah has 99 names. Whoever memorizes and embraces these qualities will enter heaven. So today we're going to learn about six names of Allah. Al-Hakam, Al-Adl, Al-Latif, al khabir Al-Haleem, and al azim So Al-Hakam. Al-Hakam, or the arbitrator, is the one who is the judge of all things. Al-hakam comes from the root h-k-m, and it can mean to be wise, to pass a verdict, to judge, to pass a sentence, to prevent, to prevent corruption. And so, there's a verse in the Quran where Allah says, "Allah will judge you between you." Well, Allah will judge between you. On the day of resurrection, concerning that over which you used to differ, and so subhanallah, here this verse is just mentioning how we as humans were going to differ over so many things, and that at the end of the day, on the day of judgment, Allah is going to be the one who is going to judge us over what we differed over, and that's Surah Al Hajj, verse 69. And then there's another verse where Allah mentions. وَاتَّبِعْ مَا يُوحَى إِلَيْكَ وَاصْبِرْ حَتَّى يَحْكُمُ اللَّهِ وَهُوَ خَيْرُ الْحَاكِمِينَ And so here the translation is, And follow what is revealed to you, O Muhammad, and be patient until Allah will judge, and he is the best of judges. So this verse was brought down for Muhammad, that's why the reference is O Muhammad, and it's just mentioning that he needs to follow what was revealed to you, to Muhammad, and to be patient until Allah judge, because he is the best of judges. This is in Surah Yunus, verse 109. And then there's another verse where it's mentioned. So again, we have a similar verse to the one that I read just before the previous one, where, Allah, where the translation is, say O allah creator of the heavens and the earth knower of the unseen and the witnessed you will judge between your servants concerning that over which they used to differ and this is in surah az-zumar verse 46 so these are two those two verses are different they're from different surahs in the quran different chapters yet they're both mentioning the same thing that ju- that god is going to be the judge Over what we've differed over in this life so we're going to differ over so many things but Allah is the one who is the best of judges and he's the one who's going to judge at the end of the day on the day of judgment and so there's also this hadith where the prophet says if something befalls you do not say if only I had done otherwise but rather say Allah's will be done for if only opens the door to Satan's mischief so we need to realize that Allah is the best of judges and whatever happens to us, it is because Allah has placed that upon us, he's judged that for us, he's put that for us, and that it is Allah's will and that's Allah's decree. Because if we say, oh, if only, or if I did that, or if I did that, then that's just going to open the doors to Satan's mischief, as the hadith says, and it's also going to just be a vicious cycle where you're like, oh, you're just going to beat yourself up constantly, Like why didn't i do that why didn't i do that i go through that so many times and subhanallah we need to now we need to learn and just constantly remind ourselves that it's allah's decree and whatever befalls us is allah's decree and we should be content with that and so now i'm going to read from imam al ghazali about Al-Haqam. so an example of the association of heaven's movements with changes on earth is given when the sun, by its movements, reaches its points of rising and shines over the world so that people can see more easily. And it is easier for them to go out to their work. And when it reaches the west at sunset, those things become difficult for them and they return home. When it nears the midpoint of the sky, it sendeth above the heads of the people of the region. The air is heated and the summer heat becomes more intense and fruit ripens. When it moves beyond that point, winter comes and the cold intensifies when it maintains a middle course we have moderate temperatures spring comes the earth germinates and greenery appears so for the marvels you do not know use an analogy with these everyday things you know to the marvels you do not know so here imam al is just mentioning that sometimes allah will place a judgment over us and we don't understand it will help give us a decree and we don't understand why it's happening to us and so we can just give ourselves analogy within the world so these four seasons it happens and that Allah is the best of judges and so the differences among all these seasons are regulated by a known measure because they depend on the movements of the sun and moon and the sun and moon moon are calculated that is their movements have a known measure now this is planning while setting up universal causes is the decree and the primary planning which is like the twinkling of an eye is the ruling God the most high is a just arbitrator in these matters, as the movements of the device, the string and the ball, are not outside the will of the one devising the instrument, but are rather what he intended in devising the instrument. In a similar way, no event which occurs in the world, be it evil or good, beneficial or harmful, is outside the will of God, great and glorious. Rather, they are the intention of God, Most High, for the sake of which he planned his causes, and this is the meaning of his saying for that he did create them so again here Imam al-Ghazali is just again supporting the statement that Allah is the most just and whatever happens to us, whatever is decreed is because of what Allah has intended that is Allah's intention we might not know why he's intended this but that is Allah's decree at the end of the day and so again we have al Hukum, the religious prophet to be gained from beholding this attribute of God al Hukum, this name is to know that the matter is settled and not to be appealed. For the pen is already dry, having written what exists. The causes are already applied to their effects, and their being impelled towards their effects in their proper and appointed times is a necessary inevitability. Whatever enters into existence enters into it by necessity, for it is necessary that it exists. If it is not necessary in itself, it will be necessary by the eternal decree which is irresistible. So man learns that what is decreed exists and that anxiety is superfluous. As a result, he will act well in seeking his livelihood with a tranquil spirit and a calm soul and a heart free from disruption. So again, it's just saying that once we realize that Allah is the most, judge, most just and judge, he's the judge, that everything happens for a reason and that it's decreed, we can sort of go on with life, sort of calm and content with Allah's will. And so now we can move on to the second name of Allah, Al-Adl. Al-Adl, the just, the one who provides everyone with what they need through justice and wisdom. So Al-Adl comes from the root, A'in, lam, and it can mean to act justly, to rectify, to make equal. And so the name actually Al Adil isn't explicitly mentioned in the Quran, but there are verses where Allah mentions his justice, his Adil. So for example, we have Inna wa in hasnatan, wa min ladunhu So indeed Allah does not do injustice, even as much as an Adam's weight. While if there is a good deed he multiplies it and gives from himself a great reward. This is in Surah An-Nisa, verse 40. So SubhanAllah here, the, this verse is so beautiful because it's saying that Allah does not do injustice. He is the most judge. And SubhanAllah, if there's a good deed, he will multiply it. So that's just showing that He's no way is he unjust. He is so just because if there's a good deed, he's multiplying this. And then there's another verse. وَتَمَّتْ صِدْقًا وَعَدْلًا لَا مُبَدِّلًا لِكَلِمَاتِهِ وَهُوَ الْسَمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ And the word of your Lord has been fulfilled in truth and in justice. None can alter his words and he is the hearing, the knowing. This is in Surah Al-An'am verse 115. So here again, it's just reminding us that Allah is the one, the Quran, the Allah, what he has brought down to us, it's the truth and it's just and no one can change the words of it. Until so I read from now, Imam Al Ghazali. So he created the ca- categories of existing things, the physical and the spiritual, the perfect and imperfect among them, and he gave to each thing its created existence, in which he is generous, and also ordered them in a placement suitable to them, in which he all, in which he is just. Among the large bodies of the universe are the earth, water, air, the heavens, and the stars, and he created them. And order them, placing the earth lowest of all, putting water above it and air above the water and the heavens above the air. And if this arrangement were to be reversed, the order would be untenable, subhanAllah. And so also we have the mention of like the human body, so our organs and how we have our bones over our skin. And then we have our this, our sight, our eyes are in the right place, our nose is in the right place, our mouth is in the right place. So subhanAllah, if these things were not placed in the right order, it would be strange for us and that is okay and so the man's religious gain from his believing that God great and glorious is just lies in not taking objection to him in his plan his decree and all of his actions whether they correspond to his will or not for all that is just it is as it should be and how it should be were he not to do what he did something else would have happened which would be much more harmful than what did happen as the sixth sick person who did not submit to cupping would suffer with a pain greater than the pain of cupping this is the way god most high is just and faith in him cuts short objections and resistance both outward and inward the perfection of faith consists in not cursing fate not attributing things to the influence of celestial bodies and not taking objection to him as it is customary to do but rather in knowing that all of this takes place by causes subservient to him themselves ordered and directed to their effects in the best order and direction, according to the highest standpoint of justice and benevolence." So again, this is just again a reminder that whatever is happening to us, it is because Allah has decreed that, and if that's the best for us, even though we might not know and we might not have that faith. <clears throat> so now we can move on to the third name of Allah, Al-Latif, the benevolent, the most gentle. He is so kind, gentle, merciful to us. And so al-latif comes from the root lam-ta-fa, and it can mean to be kind, to be delicate, to be subtle, to be gentle. So we have this verse in the Quran. khalaqa, wa al-latīf Does he who created not know while he is the subtle and the acquainted? And then we have an, this is in Surah Al-Mulk verse 14. And then we have another verse. So do you not see that Allah has sent down rain from the sky and the earth becomes green? Indeed, Allah is subtle and acquainted. So subhanAllah, this is just showing how merciful, how kind our Lord is, that all this rain it brings mercy and gratitude It makes the earth green it gives us vegetation and he is al-latif al-khabir he is the subtle and acquainted and this is in surah al hajj verse 63 then there's another verse ya bunayya inna antakum mithqala habatin min khardalin fatakun fi sakhraatin aw fi as-samawati aw fi al-ardi yati biha Allah inna Allah latif latif khabir and uqman said O oh, my son, indeed, if wrong should be the weight of a mustard seed and should be within a rock or anywhere in the heavens or in the earth, Allah will bring it forth. Indeed, Allah is subtle and acquainted. And this is Surah al verse 16. We also have the hadith by, where the Prophet said, Show gentleness, for if gentleness is found in anything, it beautifies it. And when it is taken out from anything, it damages it. So this is just reminding us that we need to be gentle when we're doing anything because it just beautifies any action when we're gentle. Whereas if we just do something just rough or just like annoyed, then it damages that beauty in it. And so now I'm going to read from Imam al-Ghazali about al-Latif. An example of his being benevolent is his creating the fetus in the womb of its mother in a threefold darkness and his protecting and nurturing it through the umbilicus until it separates and becomes independent by taking food through its mouth. Even in the darkness of night, without any instruction or vision, moreover, he makes the shell burst for the sake of the little bird and inspires it to pick up grains immediately. Then there is the delay in creating teeth from the outset of creatures existence until the time they are needed, since it has no need of teeth while it is being nourished by milk. But he makes them come in afterwards when it needs to crush food. Then there is the differentiation of teeth into molars for crushing, canine teeth for breaking, and sharp-edged middle incisors incisors for cutting. Then there is the use of the tongue, whose more obvious purpose is verbal articulation, to direct the food to be crushed as though it were a shovel. The explanation of his benevolence will not be exhausted, even by noting how it provides a morsel for man to eat without his suffering any discomfort while a countless number of creatures cooperate to make it suitable. Those who reclaim the land, plant the seed, water it, harvest it, sift it, grind it, knead it, and bake it, and the rest. An example of the way he is benevolent towards his servants is his giving them more than they need and his demanding of them less than they are capable of. It also pertains to his being benevolent to facilitate their attaining the happiness of eternity with little effort in a short time. That is a lifetime, for there is no way of comparing that with eternity. The production of pure milk out of digested food and blood, as well as the production of precious gems from hard stone, of honey from the bee, silk from the worm, and pearls from the oyster, all are part of his benevolence. But even more amazing than that, is his creating from impure semen, one who is a vessel for his knowledge, bears his trust and witnesses to his heavenly kingdoms. This too is impossible to reckon. So again, subhanAllah here, Imam al-Ghazali is just reminding us that Allah is Al latif, he is the most gentle, the most benevolent. Like, we want, we demand, we demand, demand, and Allah has give, gives us so much more than what we give in return. So sometimes we lack in prayer, lack in du'as, lack in sunnah, and yeah allah is giving all giving alhamdulillah <coughs> so now we can move on to the next name al khabir the totally aware he is the one who knows and sees everything nothing goes unnoticed as he is the all aware al khabir comes from the root khabara and it can mean to be aware to know the reality of something or to know and so we have this verse ya amanu wa la nafsun ma li وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ O you who have believed, fear Allah, and let every soul look to what it has put forth for tomorrow, and fear Allah. Indeed, Allah is acquainted with what you do. So here again, it's just reminding us that we need to look at what we put, and we need to fear Allah, because He is all-knowing, He is all-aware, He knows what we're doing. This is Surah Al-Hashr, verse 18. And then we have this other verse, If you disclose, if you disclose your charitable expenditures, they are good. But if you conceal them and give them to the poor, it is better for you. And he will remove from you some of your misdeeds thereby and Allah with what you do is fully acquainted. So subhanAllah, it's the month of Ramadan, the month where we are more charitable. So this verse is reminding us that when we do give charity, it's okay to let people know, but it's actually better to hide it from everyone because Allah knows and he'll actually also remove some of the misdeeds along with that. So being secretive is also good when giving giving charity. And this is in Surah Taqarah, verse 271. And so I'm going to read from Imam al-Ghazali. So, al-Halim is one... Oh, sorry, al-Khabir. <laughs> the totally aware is one from whom no secret information is hidden. For nothing goes on in the realms of heaven or earth. No atom moves and no soul is stirred or calmed without his being aware of it. It has the same meaning as the omniscient. Yet when knowledge is related to hidden secrets, it is called awareness, khibra. And the one who possesses it, possesses it is He who is aware of everything So now we have the other another name of Allah al-Haleem the mild the one who is most kind the one who delays punishment Merely for those who deserve it and even then he is the most forgiving and can forgive the wrongdoers Al-Haleem comes from the root ha which can mean to be mild to be lenient to be hasty to manage one's temper to exhibit moderation so we have this verse وَلَوْ يُؤَخِذُ اللَّهُ الْنَّاسَ بِظُلْمِهِمْ مَا تَرَكَ عَلَيْهَ مِنْ دَابَةٍ وَلَكِنْ يُؤَخِرُهُمْ إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ مُسَمَّةٍ فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَجْلُهُمْ لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ سَاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ And if Allah were to impose blame on the people for their wrongdoing, He would not have left upon the earth any creature, but He defers it, them for a specified term. And when their term has come, they will not remain behind an hour, nor will they precede it. So this is in Surat Nahal, verse 61. And there's also actually a similar verse which begins literally almost the same, and it's "Wala yu ahdu Allahu al-Nasa bima kasabu, ma terka 'ala dhariha min dabten, wala'kin yuakhirhum ila ajl musama. Fi idha jaa ajlhum, fa'in Allahu kana bi basira." And so this is saying, this verse as well, it's translated as, And if Allah were to imbo- impose blame on the people for what they have earned, He would not leave upon the earth any creature, but He defers them for a specified term. And when their time comes, then indeed Allah has ever been of His servants seen. So again, this verse is, these two verses are just reminding us that Allah is the greatest... He is the most kind that he could literally just end the earth right now <laughs> but no he's leaving it until a specified time until the day of judgment when our when everyone's time and their judgment is coming and where they will be judged for their actions and we need to just remember that he is all seeing he's all aware and we need to be mindful of our actions and then there's another verse and then there's another verse if you loan Allah a goodly loan, he will, mul- he will multiply it for you and forgive you. And Allah is most appreciative and forbearing. And so this is in at and verse 17. So it's just rem- telling us that Allah multiplies any good that we do and He forgives us for it. SubhanAllah. And there's also this hadith where the Prophet وسلم, said, The angel on the left-hand side who records sins holds up his pen refrains from writing it down for six hours after a Muslim commits a sin. If the person regrets it and asks Allah for forgiveness, he casts it aside so he doesn't write it down. Otherwise, it is written down as one bad deed. So this just shows how Allah is the most judge, the mild, the one who just, he's so forgiving that <clears throat> he gives us time to ask for forgiveness for any bad deed or anything that we've done wrong, subhanAllah. And so I'm going to read from Imam al-Ghazali. So Al Halim, the mild, is one who observes the disobedience of the rebellious and notices the opposition to the command. Yet anger does not incite him, nor wrath seize him. Nor do hasten recklessness move him to rush to take vengeance, although he is utterly capable of doing that. As the Most High said, if God should take men to task for their wrongdoing, he would not leave on the earth one creature that crawls. <clears throat> <clears throat> And then on to our last name for today, Al-Azim. Al-Azim, the tremendous, the magnificent. He is absolutely great in his names, attributes, and actions. <coughs> Sorry. Al-Azim comes from the root ru- ayan Dal, which can mean to be great, to be powerful, to be great in rank, to be above any imperfection. And so subhanAllah, this same root ru- of Al-Azim actually can be used for the word bone, al-azim and that refers to strength. So you can think about how our bones carry us to be able to do these actions. It allows us to stand. And so, subhanAllah, my laptop ended. So I think I'll leave this last name for tomorrow, inshallah, and I'll just end with a dua. Um, ya Rabbi Allah, please accept our, this gathering today who have come to learn from you, your names, your beautiful names, such as Al-Khabir, Al-Adil, Al-Haleem, you are the most just, you are the most kind, you are the most patient, the most merciful. When we do wrong, you forgive us. So please, Ya Allah, forgive us and accept from us our fasts for today. And just please give us patience and give us strength to understand that you are the most just and you're the best of judges and that whatever happens, happens because you have decreed that. And just allow us to be mindful and content and just be grateful for anything, Ya Allah. Uh, and anything wrong or incorrect is from myself, of course, and anything good is from Allah. الحمد لله wa اللهم بحمدك شهدونا لا إله إلا الله رسول